Welcome to the Vance Podcast. I'm Dan. The what? The Vance Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you're Dan. I'm Nick. Uh, here we are uh, on the, uh, the, the veranda. The deck of shocks. Oh, God. I don't There is something that is not grounded or we are having a massive stack of static electricity <laughs> issues. Just getting shocked while yeah. we're trying to record. It's been entertaining. So I have I have a quick story for you about it. It happened today. Oh, good. And I'm, uh, it's, it's nobody you know, but um, so I've got an acquaintance and... Uh, she was, uh, she's from Bonnie Lake and she came up here cause she's going to sell her Jeep. And so she went up and saw Steve, uh, oh. at, uh, Rumble, Rumble Auto. Auto Holdings, yeah. and then she's, she's like, Hey, I'm going to be up here for a while. I've got a meeting. Do you want to grab a drink tonight? And I was like, cool. That's a great idea. And I said, well, here's the deal. I said, I said, uh, I don't know if I've told you, I said, I have a Honda monkey. I, I said, I have a monkey and I'm going to be riding the monkey there. <laughs> and I get this text message back that goes, like like a like a literal real monkey and i was like <laughs> no and i was like and you know me well enough to know that i'm not the type of person that would own a monkey and i was like i have to take it out to dan she's like does dan own a monkey <laughs> i was like well yeah dan, I owns, dan two owns two monkeys, monkeys. but <laughs> i was like i was like these are motorcycles oh okay <laughs> i was like i was like we've known each other long enough that that you should really like know that i don't wouldn't own a primate like <laughs> i'm not even a cat person let alone a primate person i said <laughs> And I'm the type of guy that would, they, they would find him, you know, beat to death by his own monkey because <laughs> you know, I didn't do what it was supposed to do. So I was laughing. I've, no, that's the first time anybody's ever asked me that. But, um, oh, yeah. You have a monkey? I have a monkey. But now I want a monkey. <laughs> I kind of always wanted a monkey. Yeah. Just a little one, though. Just a little. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. like, I don't want like a large primate. No, no, no. Something no. that'll rip my arm off and kill me with it. Or God knows what Punch else. Punch you in the, the daddy button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was that. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, that was, it just made me laugh. So yeah. How's your week? It's been a good week, actually. Good it's week? been short, but it's been a really good week so nice. far. Yeah. Productive. Nice. And, uh, we've yeah. got a, well, I mean, th- when this comes out, we've, we would have been to Wagon Fest, which was probably amazing. I mean. I like to think so. I think we did a great job. Totally. I mean, it was, you know. <laughs> it was all us, not Chrissy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what does she even do anymore? It's like, we introduced Bring a Trailer, now she's like, oh, people are signing up. Membership is up. Well, duh. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Speaking of that, that's probably the last time you guys. Well, no, they, they heard from that would be two weeks ago now. Yeah, because you heard Brian's uh, podcast. But um, that was that was a fun that was fun to do the, the bring a trailer thing. Yeah, so or at least do the interview. So yeah, and there will be more to come with that. So stay tuned, Devon's members. If oh, you're that's not right. Signed I heard up about already. that. Yeah. you're not yeah. going to hear all the cool. I should stuff. probably respond to that email. <laughs> <laughs> I keep reading things and being like, oh yeah, I sent I sent that back. No, you didn't. Oh, I, oh, you get them at like I read it. 11 a.m. or something. It's a right peak working hour. I know. So I know. you're like just into that groove of your day. You're like, I gotta respond to that later. Oh, God, I'm gonna have to put pants on and start typing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a I had a rough night last night. I don't want to go into too much in it, but I was, I was, uh, I got a new razor and I cut myself like pretty badly. And so I was like, and then I had to, I wrapped my finger up today. And so typing was a little bit of an issue. Ow. I kept wondering why I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. But yeah. Uh, but enough about me. Um, you know, we haven't talked a ton. I mean, I think people kind of know that you took a fun vacation and did some oh, driving, yeah. but we haven't really talked a lot about that. I did. Maybe uh, that'd be a good topic. Maybe it would. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about the. We'll talk about that. I'll, I'll use the uh, Carter Automotive Group tip of the week to bring that in. Okay. So for a lot of people planning an international road trip, uh, and you should, it's fantastic. Uh, Don't buy the insurance. <laughs> if we talked about that. <laughs> another tip that I think everybody should know, but when you go to Europe, or even Canada for that matter... Is that That's like Europe. It is kinda. There was a bunch of those mountainies in the Queen's parade, so I mean they, That's true. they still they're still overlord. <laughs> yeah. But one of the best things you can do to make your life a whole lot easier 
is know how to use Apple Pay or Samsung Pay or, as we like to call them, NFC payment systems, which is just tap payment systems from your phone. You're like, well, why, what's the advantage of that over a credit card tap system? One, it's a lot more secure. It's a one-time use shot. Like basically every time you use that, you're basically giving a new number that's temporarily authorized. You're not just transferring your credit card number from point to point. So it's a lot more secure. Oh, okay. And almost everything in Europe uses them. And if you set it up on the right card, um, Costco's City Card. Um, I just started Chase. using my tap visa, like, and I used my phone for the first time like a week ago to actually pay for something. Oh, it's store. amazing. I love using my phone to pay for things. But yeah. the real advantage is if you're planning a road trip, is basically every toll booth there uses those. Oh, okay. And it's super fast. You can just boom right there. And if you use a system that doesn't use, um, that doesn't charge you for overseas transactions you know, out of the country, it's way easier. It doesn't cost you anything extra. You're not using a bunch of change. And don't get me wrong, you still need to get change. I'm going to give you that as a tip. Get about. <laughs> If you're doing a road trip around France like I did, tolls are expensive. Like, are they? Really expensive. You can't drive around them either. Oh, you can, but it's like, you know, do you want to save, you know, is, you know, go through the toll or go this way and it's four hours longer. It's not like, it's not like, you know, 20 minutes. So okay. like 30, it's like four hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. And not so, worth it. Yeah, not <laughs> worth it. And some of them are really expensive though. Like the Chamonix tunnel, the Mont Blanc tunnel from Italy into Chamonix, which is something I always wanted to do. Not, not that great, honestly. Beautiful. Chamonix is amazing. One of the most beautiful places on earth, literally. But the tunnel was like, okay, I'm just in line for this massive long tunnel. I'm pretty sure I was on a bus for that. Yeah. Many, many years ago. It's yeah. kind of neat, but it was like 45 bucks to go through the tunnel. And it's it's a one way there, one way back kind of thing, isn't it? Or no, you just go in, and I went, I continued on. Oh, but I mean, okay. But then the next toll down the road, because there's only a few uh, ways out of Chamonix, uh, was like twenty bucks to get out of Chamonix. to get out of ah, Chamonix. How yeah. nice! So sixty bucks to see a floating an island every once in a while <laughs> yeah. with the tide. That's, that's that's no 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 Chamonix up in the mountains. That's the, that's oh, the but I haven't been there. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking that's of Saint uh, Michel. That. Thank you. Okay. It did go to that too. Um, okay. But yeah, so I drove all around France. Like everywhere. Started in Toulouse and then went to, where did I go from there? To Nimes. And then I went somewhere else. Nimes or Nice? Nimes. Okay. And then I went to Nice. Oh, okay. Because so we went to Nimes first because that's where the Colosseum is. The, the, there's only two Roman Colosseums. Oh, Nimes right. and France, which people all, people forget about, actually. I mean, yeah. Oddly enough, I should say, I take it back. Americans forget about. It's really not that far from the real Colosseum. <laughs> no, it's not. You think about it, yeah. It, it is a ways. I mean, it's Italy's. You know, Closer than this, but yeah. I'm just, it's just up the shoreline and over pretty much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it, as the crow flies, it's not. Yeah. But yeah, that was awesome. And then, you know, down to Nice, amazing. Nice was cool. And then Chamonix and then to Normandy and every, Bordeaux, everywhere in between, like all over. Drove the whole country. Probably spent about 200 bucks in tolls, 220, 250 bucks in tolls. How was Normandy? Um, the, well, Normandy is an area. It's not like one place. But did you go to the beach? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, no, I didn't. I went right by the beach, but I went to the museum. Okay. So that is. Um, Probably one of my favorite things I saw on the entire trip. Extremely sobering. They do not yeah. hold anything back there. Um, France is big fans of the U.S. military, <laughs> and rightfully so. There is no forgetting. Nobody in France forgot what the U.S. did there, and Canada, and everyone else. Nobody, yeah. nobody talks about the losses um, more than they do, not just from the U.S. side, but from, like, France was hit hard by World War II. Anyway, if you're ever in France, I would say that's probably in my top three must things to do in the entire country. It was incredible, and it was it's a full day thing if you really want it to be. We we did it in like half a day, and it wasn't quite enough time. But it's like it's it's not a light day. You you don't cry in a there. Emotional. You, oh yeah. yeah, like you don't shed a couple tears in there. You're yeah. probably not alive. 
Or you're a sociopath. <laughs> I was thinking of another word, but I don't want to say it. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's hard to see. Um, but it's incredible. It's probably one of the most amazing museums I've ever did. It was my, by far, like everybody talks about the museums in France and did all the big ones and all that. But uh, that was by far my favorite. Just Wow. I didn't even know you did that. I think that would be amazing. It I is. Mean, it's it, just the sobering history of what happened there. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And they don't just go into just France. I mean, obviously, that's the main point of the museum. But just the whole, the it's war. basically like a whole World War II museum and how it affected France. And, uh, but man, Normandy was a big turning point. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so I think it was the turning point. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah it was a big deal. Yeah. So very cool. But um, yeah, if, if you're <laughs> got a little off topic there, just to close that out, Carter Automotive Group tip of the week: definitely set up NFC payments on your phone, no matter Samsung, Apple, whatever you got, and get them before you travel over there because it's it makes life so much easier. Hmm. Almost everybody takes them. It, restaurants, everything. And so you basically just have one system, super easy to track. You almost always have your phone on you. That's so. amazing to me. You got some of the oldest countries in the world, and they're they're ahead of us. I mean, there are places oh, here yeah. that don't take it. It's like Canada's you know, been doing it for years. Yeah, and it's just like it's weird when a place over there doesn't take them. Yeah, um, there people are still so um, tap payments are really what they were designed for. The phone thing is kind of new, but you know, tap payments from credit cards have been around forever, and so they've been doing that forever. It's very very weird to like slide a card over there <laughs> or even insert it or anymore. insert the yeah chip yeah. yeah. So, but I can't believe that made life so much easier. I have a million things to talk about. Did you know that ahead of time? Yeah, I did actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know that from traveling in uh, Canada a lot, actually. It's a, Canada's the same way. And it's, uh, there are certain places in Canada, small towns that you definitely want to use that system. I've had my credit card stolen in Canada more than anywhere else uh, in my travels across the world. Nobody yes. has stolen my card more than small towns in Canada. Really? Yep. Four times huh. now, I think. Was it a moose? It was a moose. It was yeah. a moose. Okay. Yeah. No. And to be fair, um, my bank's caught it every time, so it's never actually cost me anything. Yeah. But uh, being in another country where your card gets turned off, that's a new level of infuriating. <laughs> yeah, because it takes a lot to get it turned back on and prove who you are. Which oh, is yeah. good in some ways if, good you know, in some if ways. you're stopping the money from flowing out of your account. But Yeah. And yeah. so traveling there, I actually set up um, four different cards to make sure that I was traveling because I just assumed that would happen at one point. Oh, and it did. You, you, you set up four new cards? No, no, not new ones, but I made sure I had travel arrangements on four different cards. And oh, I had got four it. different cards added to my phone. Uh, so if I went it. to one and I got turned off, um, yeah. which one did because I went to Italy. And when we originally planned the trip, I wasn't planning on going to Italy. I was just going to go up th- up through France. But so you told them you were going to France and they went, oh, you're in Italy. Well, no, I set the thing up for Italy. I actually did it, but it didn't, like I did it as I was going. Oh, okay. And so as soon as I hit the first gas station, which unfortunately I had to do across the, as soon as I crossed, I was like, oh, need gas. Boop, didn't work. Ah. So, and then that took like two days because that was a Saturday and oh. there was a need to hold up my bank. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I was not happy, but thankfully Costco saved the day. Costco worked the entire time. No problems. <laughs> they seem to be the solution to a lot of things. Costco is my favorite solution to a I'm lot of Really? Problems. I mean, you know, you talk about, I mean, well, it's local too. So yeah. <laughs> thanks, you know. God, did you see that new monstrosity they're building in Kirk, in Issaquah? Yeah, in the, the massive building. Lord knows they're they're taking over the world. That's, you know, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that made my trip a whole lot easier though. Having a quick way to pay. Cool. Uh, same thing. Iceland, tap to pay everywhere. That was great. Iceland was by far my favorite part of the trip for road tripping. Like um, two different types. So France, some of the most fun roads I've ever been on. Some of the best roads I've ever been on is in condition. They make ours a joke. Like for one, there's a lot of reasons for that. It's I can. If I'm being introspective, it's not does just... Does their the, tax money actually go to the roads? It does. They actually oh, have a... that's weird. So there's a funny thing over there. Is, if people don't know this, this is going to blow your mind. 
But in your taxes over there, you get a breakdown of where your money goes. You can see what percentage of your taxes go where. Okay. It's a report that is required. And one of the best things over there, it's illegal to list the price of something and not have it be the full price. So on a menu, if it's like, okay, here's pasta, it's 15 bucks. 15 bucks. No taxes, nothing. It's 15 bucks. It's 15 bucks, yeah. That's it. And so that makes things super easy to budget. But I mean, I I do not, I did not, I was not happy to come back to tipping culture. Let's put it that way. It was so easy to just like have that never be an expectation. I tipped a few bartenders when they made me a really good drink over there. Yeah. But that was, you know, I barely drink. So it was like three times. (laughs) That's good to say, yeah. And if you leave a tip over there, it's awkward. Like they get American tourists, don't get me wrong. So if they they understand that American tourists do tip sometimes, Um, but it doesn't really affect service. Like I had great service pretty much everywhere. And it's like, oh man, it was nice to just be able to just pay and go. Like, Lots of speed cameras on the roads? I was going to talk about that. Okay. This is probably the main thing you need to bear, be aware of when traveling anywhere in Europe. And I do mean anywhere. I don't think there's a single European country that doesn't have speed cameras everywhere. But some of them are much sneakier about it than others. And France is probably at the top of that list. So since 2021, France is no longer required to post where they have speed cameras. Oh. In Italy, they're everywhere. I mean, everywhere in Italy. Do but they, they have ways there? So it's illegal to post them on ways. Ways is barred from posting speed cameras. Imagine that. But there is an official government site, which is terrible. It tells that. you where they are. <laughs> okay, but it, yeah. it hasn't been updated since 2021, since they're no longer required to tell you where they are. Sure. Um, so they're everywhere. There's still a lot of signs indicating where they are, but there are signs just not. There's just no signs. There's just a speed camera there. And from what I can tell, they typically, depending on the zone you're in, if you're like in a school zone and they have those, I think it's like four or five kilometers over they go off. And in most places they go off at seven or eight kilometers an hour over, which is not that much. It's like five miles an hour about. And so when I I did get one speed camera ticket the entire time, the whole time I only got one, which I was shocked. I was expecting like a lot to be perfectly honest. I really was. Um, but I got one, it was 45, um, 45 euro, which is at, at, at the time of doing this recording, that's 45 us. So yeah. I was like, forget it. I'm just gonna pay it. Um, but you basically have no recourse at all. Did you, how'd you know you got it? Oh, they sent me a thing in the mail. Oh, when but you I got couldn't back. read. I had to use Google translate, like reading the letter and I got back. Dear Monsieur. Madame. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The good news is, is, um, well, good news and bad news. So there is sort of a, I am not a lawyer and I'm not authorized to give you legal advice about what you can and cannot do in France. But uh, as far as I've read, the Fran- France and the U.S. do not have any uh, binding agreement over speeding tickets. So you could just not pay it. Yeah, but they'll get you the next time you go back to France. It'll be it'll exactly. pop up on your record. And yeah. it'll go up and up and up to like 400 euro. Like way up. It's like when we crossed the, uh, the, the Golden Gate Golden Gate Bridge, and then they sent me something like four years later for $470. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So they'll do the same thing there. Yeah. Um, my advice is they're pretty easy to avoid. Like you, They're pretty obvious right now where the speed cameras are. That's not always going to be the case. And luckily enough, um, to their credit, the really fun mountain roads I took, and there's a lot of them. Holy crap, there are a lot of amazing roads. And every little side road is beautifully paved and like the dream road. But... Um, they don't have a lot of speed cameras on them, and that you know of. Yeah, that you I know have of. Got them yet? But not only that, it's they don't really need them because, like, we were going up this mountain road. Um, they call it the, I can't remember the name of the area, but it, they call it the Grand Canyon in France. It's not even close. <laughs> it's it's sure. like one one hundredth of the Grand Canyon. We love America. It's the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, it, it was one of the best roads ever. Motorcycles everywhere. Incredible. 
Like, if you have a motorcycle, this is where you want to go. But the speed limit was like 60 kilometers an hour. And let me tell you. That like 40, 45? 45-ish. Yeah, yeah like okay. something yeah. like that, yeah. somewhere in there. If you were doing that speed, you would die like a thousand times over. There's no freaking way any car on the planet can go that speed on that road. That's not a full-blown race car on slicks that are preheated. Even if you were like 911 turbo. No way. Turbo. Not a chance. We're wow. talking like one and a half lanes wide. Like there's no guardrails. So definitely a bike then. I mean, minus the, but I'm saying well, for for being able to have some more room in the. Yeah. If, yeah. You'll have more room on the road. Okay. So maybe if you had really hot race tires on a motorcycle, you could handle it. But. So monkeys. 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 Honda monkeys. You're Perfect. <laughs> but I mean, it, it didn't take away any enjoyment to not be able to speed in the really fun places. Like they were, they were, the speed limits were more than fast enough to where you would be incredibly unsafe to go over the speed limit, like to a point where you would not want to do it. Speeding's different. Have you, did you watch the new Grand Tour, the new episode? I haven't yet. So something popped up in this, it's it's related to the speeding thing. It's either Norway or Sweden or something like that. If you're pulled over, your ticket and the the amount you owe is based, they go back and look at your taxes. Yeah, they look at your taxes. (laughs) Which is insane to me. Yeah, you can get like a $300,000 ticket. Well, yeah, there was a a lumber magnet or whatever they talked about. They got like a $166,000 ticket for going like 15 overs. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Which is interesting. I mean, you're talking about a way reason you'd want to, you know, cheat on your taxes right there. Like, <laughs> right? Oh, no, I work in a factory. Uh, yeah. My Lamborghini. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little different over there. It's not, I mean, not that we're lenient here. The East Coast here, they suck for tickets and things like that. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's, um, as much as I am, like, violently opposed to speed cameras, because yeah. I, I, I have a hard stance on that, it didn't really ruin my experience there at all. Like, I, so they just don't care. Like, you, if you wrote back and said, I wasn't driving... There's there's no recourse. Like there's no recourse. You remember what was it? Arizona None. or whatever? They put in a bunch of seed cameras and they they sent out like four million dollars in tickets and everybody went, yeah, it wasn't me and they had no recourse. Yeah, there's, to come it's back. not legal to do here. There's a a, a website. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know off the top of my head. This is different than red light cameras. These were speed cameras. Yeah, speed light camera. It, it applies to both speed cameras and red light cameras in the U.S. are very easily beaten. And there's a yeah. whole website dedicated to doing that, which even gives you a pre-printed form to mail back, and they're forced to dismiss it. If you happen to find that website, that's we didn't tell you to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Somebody was talking about an Avanti the other day, and I was I was glad somebody pointed it out because it's um it's very easy to beat those. Yeah, I mean that's your own. Wasn't me driving. Yeah, that's your own ethics of how yeah. you do that. But uh, I'll leave that up to you guys. But yeah, I, unless you get one in a school zone and you, then you deserve it and you yeah, go, you pay that. Yeah, yeah, don't hit the kids, please, yeah. or the cats or the animals. There's just places, time and a place. So, but I mean, it, it's kind of. Um, I gotta say, I love driving in Europe. Loved okay. it. It was heaven people get out of the way like but you've driven there before uh, no i've driven well, i've driven in ireland that's right so okay. and yes i know that's part of europe but it's um it's really there. different <laughs> really different <laughs> ireland was great too don't be wrong but um it actually reminded me more of driving in thailand than anywhere else ireland did or, or uh, uh, france oh france okay in italy and i was in france and italy and iceland um the main thing there is, is people just don't have this sense of entitlement when they drive that we do here. And it's amazing. It's wonderful. Like you're in the left lane. If you flash your brights or turn your turn signal, the guy in front of you doesn't want to kill you. The guy in the front of you is like, oh, I'll get out of the way. Yeah. He could be doing, you know, 30 over and you want to go faster. Cool. That's knock yourself out, dude. I'll get out of the way as soon as I can. And that's just it. You pull it behind somebody and they're in the fast lane and you typically don't flash your brights. You typically turn your left turn signal to indicate that you want to go around them. And they just move over. 
Well, I mean, I think you look at any video and you look at like the, what's the at the end of Champs Elysees, the the giant like arch there, and, and there's like it's like six lanes wide, and yeah. nobody's. I mean, people are honking, but and you look here at a roundabout, and there's two people, and they're honking each other, and they can't figure it out. And there, they're just flowing like like Swan Lake. Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. love roundabouts. I have a new appreciation for roundabouts. That's no, I for still sure. hate roundabouts. I hate American roundabouts. <laughs> yeah, I hate yeah, American roundabouts. So, yeah, exactly. No one knows how to use them. No, just drive through. <laughs> but there, it's like I mean, we so many times. Don't get me wrong. It's not perfect. I saw more unsafe passes than I've ever seen in my life. I mean, like death-defying passing country roads where I'm just like, that guy's insane. Like, no matter where you are, coming from you, yeah. I'm like, that is (laughs) not that we've ever done anything stupid, but we've made some passes that were yeah, we've made some questionable passes in our time. But I mean, like, so like I said, people will pass wherever they can, but there is this odd exception or understanding, I should say, that I just can't agree with, and that is if you are in a country road and there's virtually no passing. People will still pass, and the understanding is that the car coming at them will slow. Oh, okay. Which is an unwritten yeah, rule. Technically, if the guy's coming at you in your lane, oh, so if you if if somebody's coming at you in your lane, you slow. Uh, you wouldn't yeah. want to slow as you're going around, okay, right? Yeah, you, the person you. coming at you is speeding up, and Got you're it. slowing down to allow it. Okay, it, it's technically not legal. Like it's even no, there. but you'll live longer. Right, exactly. So, yeah, and there. I, I couldn't believe how many times I saw it, though. I yeah. thought it was like, you know, okay, there's, well, that guy's a terrible driver. Oh, no. no. <laughs> 200 cars well, look, later. There's I'm his like, sister, his brother. Yeah. Apparently, this is how you pass. And I'm like, I don't know how comfortable I am with this in my, you know, four-cylinder rental Peugeot 208, 206, 208. Okay. Had you had something fun. Yeah. That you had power, would you be more accepting to that? Oh, yeah. Okay. There, there. So, yeah. So, it is down to the car. Yeah, but <laughs> there are no... I mean, outside of the places I saw in Monaco and a couple places outside Chamonix, yeah, I saw no really nice cars outside of like Paris. No, but I'm saying, had, yeah. had you been able to rent a, a 911 or something fun, yeah. you know, you would have been more a little bit been like, oh, so he's doing it, I can yeah. do it because you'd have the power to do it. So, because yeah. that's where people get in trouble is they they you know they go to pass somebody and the guy speeds up and you just don't have the oomph to get around. So right, yeah, yeah, okay. But there's just a lot of uh, a lot of courtesy on the road and a lot of understanding, a lot of. Um, just, just not a lot of deodorant. No, no. <laughs> the stuff we have is illegal there because it causes cancer, supposedly. Um, probably. Allegedly. Yeah. So does tanning, and you all do that. Don't give me that. <laughs> Hello, niece. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone in Nice is like brown, perfectly tiny and tan. Yeah. They're like all just beautiful people like you've never seen before in your life. It's the really sun, annoying. The sun, that much sun is good for you, Dan. <laughs> all that vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, road tripping there was... Put it on your bucket list. Like I said, um, better roads overall because of the condition of the roads than anywhere I've ever been in my life. Okay. I mean, like I said, I took side roads in the middle of nowhere that are one lane wide that you'd like see a tractor and the blacktop was like perfectly smooth the entire way. I'm like, what the hell? It's the dream. It is. Like where the grass is growing on perfectly on the side and it's per- freshly paved. Yeah. I will say if you are um, a motorcycle owner and you are in your prime and you are a fast motorcycle rider with a lot of experience... A lot of experience. Like you've done track days and you are fast. This is the top of your bucket list. Hmm. I say that because if you have a plate from out of the country, they're almost impossible to read from the speed cameras. Or so I've read online. And from the way some of them passed me, I'm going inclined to agree with that because when I'm doing like 60 kilometers, I couldn't read it because of the blur of them going by me. Like they were little, like little bugs and they're gone. And those guys are having the time of their lives up there. Like huh. that would be the motorcycle dream come true. I, 
Could you would you, could you do it American style, like on a big like fat Harley or something like that? Would that be fun? Another sh- fun surprise. Harleys were everywhere. Really, I okay. had no idea. Like, I, there's a huge Harley culture there. Okay, and bigger than here sometimes in a lot of places. Okay, but are the same type of people riding them? Uh, no. I mean, um, are we getting sleeveless guys? That, we've got. The they have mustaches? a biker culture. I <laughs> okay. mean, it's not the old school redneck culture like we have that kind of mixes into it. Okay. Um, they're really nice bikes over there. Okay. So it's like, I mean, but I mean, I saw a bunch of full size baggers. I saw, you know, I'm assuming this shoppers. is outside of Paris because Paris, most of the cars are beat up and drove by Harley Davidson. Paris was packed. Oh. And I didn't but stop. I'm talking in. about the cars, like people. In, I felt like people, the cars in Paris were beat up. Oh yeah, all the small cars. Up. I mean, yeah. there's nice cars in yeah. Paris too. A lot of the, most of the exotics I saw in Paris were rentals, actually, like those rental exotic services. Oh, okay. I saw very few um, actual owned rental cars. Yeah. Um, I mean, supercars. I meant to say there's it just wasn't the same, and it, it rightfully so. Taxes and road I think, conditions. I think most of them are either in in London this time of year or plenty in Monaco, yeah. plenty in Chamonix, um, you know, up in the mountains, but not. How was Monaco? Like that's on that's on my bucket. Don't you ruin this for me? Gotta tell you, man, it's a, it's worth a stop. And if you want to, like, you can see across Monaco. Like everybody thinks it's big, but it's not, right? It's super tiny, but it's okay. super hilly too. So you can't really like see yeah. across it. But I mean, the 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 casino that everybody talks about, yeah, that's like a one block section of Monaco. Yeah, and Monaco is beautiful. There's more police in Monaco than probably anywhere in the world. Not kidding. Like literally, you can see them on every corner. the whole, The entire city of Monaco is under surveillance. The entire city. There's not a single like blind view in monaco yeah um car culture is insane like, yeah i was it, it's exactly what you think it is there's zero surprises there it's like oh there's a guy oh, okay there's another one and there's another one oh, okay there's another one and they're just everywhere like it's just every other car is a supercar that's the place though i mean that yeah is, if you're if you're into car spotting it doesn't get any better than the casino you could just see that sit there all day and see cars you've never seen before that probably aren't out yet like okay. that's just that's monaco but it's a really small section of Monaco, and traffic's insane. It's super busy. And granted, there I was there during a busy time. Yachts everywhere, helicopters all the time, back and forth, back and forth. Landing on the yachts. Landing on the yachts, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are everywhere. It, it lives up to the hype in that sense. Um, it got old super fast for me. It's I'm sure like, there were less Russian yachts this time, because yes. most of them being possessed, repossessed, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It got a little old for me really fast. Um, really? Yeah, I was okay. just like... This is cool, but I see a lot of supercars. Yeah. Um, I would say Monterey is better for culture. You have a lot more accessibility. But I think you'd be like, I think you'd see more hypercars yes. in Monaco. Like that's the yeah, it's hypercar central. Yeah, um, a lot. This is where the culture kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And don't listeners don't take this the wrong way. I just don't really buy into the status symbol of a car. Like I go to drive it, and that's the appeal to me. So okay. that's like the curb that's appeal. Fair. The curb appeal of a supercar is lost on me when it when. You bought it to when you're be driving it. it to be parked out in front of the like, casino or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying all those people are like that, but there are definitely. I mean that that city basically exists off that culture. Sure. That whole area exists off that culture. It's the like, lack of taxes is the reason that place exists. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean it's it is what you see. Yeah. It, it really was exactly what I expected as far as the casino area. It's literally supercar, supermodels, and like the ridiculously wealthy and good looking. Like that's. That whole section. It's young women, old men. Got it. Okay. A lot of that. I um, think. I think I'm. I'm still going to keep my dreams, but I think I'm going to do the, the Monaco F1 Grand Prix. I think that's that what, would that's be the way I to really go to Monaco. Want, so, yeah. Like, um, that would have been that would have been the thing. Passing sure. through it was a little. I don't know. Um, not underwhelming. Just kind of okay. It's exactly what I thought. Sure. Yeah, and so you could easily see Monaco in a day, is what you're saying, if not less. 
Yes. If, yeah. if you don't have walk an event the waterfront, go, go up to the casino. Yeah, you can barely walk the waterfront because it's all kind of built on a cliff. But um, and it is there. But I mean, yeah. I went down to the, uh, what do you call it? The aquarium. One There's of those, an aquarium? Yeah. Okay, and it's cool. one of those beautiful buildings I've ever seen. But I have okay. a funny story about that. Sure. There's a whole massive exhibit and um, like auditorium thing where they do speaking on uh, the climate change. Okay. While all their yachts are parked outside and I, their helicopters yeah, I, I, fly I, the, the in. The irony is not lost on me. The yes. irony is kind of <laughs> hilarious. Okay. And you're sure. like, okay, whatever. But it's one of the most, if you like. The peasants of the world are making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Got right. it. Okay. So uh, the aquarium itself, not that great. The building, one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Um, the history part of that museum is some of the best I've ever seen in my life. They have a whole like part of the museum, part of it is the aquarium and there's the museum on top is like the history of uh, exploration of oh, the oceans okay. and the Antarctic. And That's like fair. That. They've probably been exploring there a little longer than we have. So, yeah. Yeah, and that okay. was amazing. So, okay. there's that. Um, Very cool. But I would say, like I said, Iceland stole the show for me. If I was going to do road tripping again, like Iceland is one of those, like, you just, everywhere you look is a wow moment. Now, and you were told me some stories. Were you prepared to go to Iceland? No. Oh, okay. Not at all. Was it, was it, was it warm there? Totally. Was it? Was it? <laughs> It was warm. Was it for warm Iceland. the minute you walked off the plane? The plane was warm. It's from what I heard. The plane yeah. was very warm. Very warm. Okay. Uh, nicest people in the world. Okay. Uh, like contrary to popular belief, also I didn't really have any bad experiences in France for that matter. Like everybody was actually really nice. They're, it's just a different way. As long of being. as you don't scream at them and you know, thinking that they're going to understand you if you you know go up six decibels. So right. The yeah. rudest person I met was in Chamonix, and it was another American Karen. <laughs> Really, the rudest person I met in all of France was Those other are American. Out of control these just, days, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, she was so annoying. Um, yeah. But other than that, everybody was—they're just direct. It was like, yep, get to the point. And yeah, I mean, one of those things. I apologize for not knowing enough French a couple of times because, like, I want to communicate, but they knew I was trying, and yeah. they weren't—I wasn't expecting anything over the moon. So sure, they were great. Um, yeah, Iceland. Uh, are the people small in Iceland? Totally. Okay. Real tiny Nordic people. The no. women are, from what I hear. The men are, are Vikings. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm going to title this episode. Um, so I got I got taught to blow by uh, uh, an incredibly beautiful Viking woman. I mean, a lot of questions. <laughs> it can't be true because you'd be dead. Uh, so, <laughs> so, like 2.30 in the morning... Driving back from um, Glacier Bay and looking at the Northern Lights, incredible. There's a hornet trying to kill Nick. Yeah, that's not. I'm not. I'm not real keen on that. Okay. Yeah. Go, you can go grab the tennis racket if you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll end up getting myself stuck. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so we're driving. I've back. been shocked enough tonight. Yeah. It's like 2:30 in the morning. Northern Lights are out. Like everything is perfect in Iceland. It's like like I said. Everything was beautiful about that trip. From the minute you wake up to the minute you leave, everywhere you look, it's just beautiful. The people are amazing. Driving back, and I come across this uh, DUI checkpoint. Oh, got and it. so okay. I'm like, oh, they're stopping everybody. But they have this new type of breathalyzer um, that you don't put your lips on. You just blow kind of at it. And I had never seen that before. And, like, I've like, my brother's a cop. You guys have heard that episode or was. And so, I, I, like, I've played with the regular breathalyzers to see. And I've had them at the party trick, you know, who's the drunkest, you know. But yeah. I've, I've never actually done a breathalyzer. And so she was like showing me how to use it, and, and we were both laughing. She knew I was sober, obviously. Yeah. And she's, I'm like, she's like, you ever use them before? I was like, no. And it showed her my no, stuff. No, ma'am. Yeah, no. And it, like, I'm in the car with two other women, and, and even they're going like, that woman is beautiful. <laughs> she's like this five foot ten blonde, piercing blue eyes Viking, just stunning, right? And she's the cop. 
Um, if you look at there's a, there's actually an Instagram for the the Reykjavik Police Department, and it's like it, it's not just the it, it's not just the women like the men and the women over in Iceland. Like if you're single, go to Iceland. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> if you're into tall, beautiful people, go to Iceland. Sounds horrible. Yeah, with piercing What's it cost blue to eyes. Fly there? Yeah, not as much as you think. <laughs> okay, got it. Fair. They they have a funny slogan that a. Uh, um, uh, they they're big into art over there, and they have like PC is not a thing in Iceland. Art and volcanoes, yeah, yeah, art and volcanoes and swearing because yeah. nobody swearing. cares. Interesting, okay. Like even in like the, the airport, like, there's like shirts with swearing on it. It's just a thing. Nobody cares over there. Nobody is uptight in Iceland. If they are, they're having a bad day. But anyway, um, <laughs> there's a. It was on a T-shirt, not a mug, and I didn't buy one. It made me laugh. It said, Iceland, not just cold, also expensive. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're honest. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's a running joke to them because the gas was like 10 bucks a gallon over there. It's insane. Yeah, but uh, from what you told me, you had to buy some clothes when you got there. Oh, yeah. I spent like 400 bucks a second I stopped the plane. Just to not freeze just to, to death. Just to not freeze to death. Yeah. Like I had, you know, you've went, so I went from Paris, which was in a heat wave, and it was like an average of 90 the whole time I was there, to Iceland, which was in a heat wave, and it was like 50 at the high. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was a little cold, but um, yeah. I next time I go back there, I want to rent, and you can one of those Arctic exploration trucks. Well, yeah, you see them everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. It will cost me a small fortune in fuel, but they're very strict about where you can go off road. But they have a lot of places you can go off road. Like yeah. it's they're extremely strict about where you drive. They're Toyota them. Hilux or whatever, aren't they? Some of them, yeah. yeah they have everything. Yeah. Over. They have a massive four by four culture there. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. When you're traveling, you want something that can drive away from the volcano goes off. So yeah, and I would love to up. go back there in the dead of winter and then see the Northern Lights. And yeah, it let's was. Do, let's do a Seamount Rally there. Yeah, no kidding. Seattle to Iceland. Yeah, Sice. We'll call it Sice or Ice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sice. Sice. Well, yeah. it was a Sice Rally. Okay. But some of the best driving I've ever done, um, not because of the roads there, they were all in great condition too, because they're not used very often, <laughs> and they're all they don't you know it's it's. It's not a lot that can damage the roads there outside of, like, a volcano or... Well, ice. <laughs> I mean, I would think that, that you'd get ice heaving. On the They're road. all made for it, though. Like, uh, they don't okay. build cheap roads because they only build them once. Yeah. Gas is $10 a gallon. Yeah. And so you don't get... I mean, you see commercial traffic Was there. that the world we're living in, or is gas usually very expensive there? Gas is insanely expensive there. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's not a huge market for it, and the gas stations are few and far between. What do they run their homes on? Is it is it, like, logs, or is it diesel, or what? I don't know. Oh, okay. That's a good question. Okay. But... <laughs> Yeah, Gotta stay warm somehow. Besides being the mountain, Iceland. if you're a Game of Thrones fan, the the mountain is from Iceland and one yes. of the strongest men in the world. So yeah, yeah, he looks like it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely real high on my list to go back to. Like three days there was not even close to enough, and Sounds I could incredible. spend a week there. But probably not more than that, to be fair. Okay, still an island. Peter, Uncle Peter, and Sandy went there and said they they loved it. They were, I think they were there when it's a little colder. It yeah, could be, and they said it was amazing. So I guess yeah. it, it's like. You know, you see glaciers here, and I mean, even if you've traveled here up into like Jasper National Park or to the glaciers there, you've seen glaciers. Sure. Or you've, and they're beautiful. Well, now picture them a hundred times that size, 100 times that size. And for like miles and miles, you're just driving around glaciers. And that was in the peak of summer. Like, I can't imagine how beautiful and blue that ice is in how winter. How big is Iceland, you know? Like, I mean, is it one of those things like where you could drive around it in a day? Not in a day. Not no. A day. Okay. I mean, you probably could in 24 hours okay I technically just, uh, yeah it's made i mean technically in mileage wise i don't think it's that far it's just you're limited in speed i just remember the only thing i remember from being a kid is that iceland is covered in green and greenland's covered in ice yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> so, pretty much yeah. flew over greenland it's beautiful but okay. um done that a few times but yeah it 
it doesn't get old. That's for sure. I think I said, I think about a week there would probably be kind of, okay, if I've Done enough. enough, and if you're cold, then you're going to see the big. Well, you're stuff. not going to spend a bunch of time at the beach, so no, I did go, I did go to the beach, but yeah. nobody was swimming. <laughs> black, probably black sand. Yeah, black sand beach. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. That'd be neat. Okay, very cool. I mean, do you see any exotics there? Anything? No. no. Um, I think. What did I? See? I did see. I think I saw an Aston Martin there. Okay. And that's kind of it. Like very James Bondish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I took a picture. I think it was an Aston Martin, and okay. that's kind of about it. But I mean, over there, like over there. The rafter would be awesome. Yeah. Over in France, it would be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, when you think about how big the Raptors gas tank is, too, it, you'd need to be a multimillionaire to have that in Iceland. But. Yes. Well, no, I mean, they have them there. I saw quite a few, actually. Well, I'm just saying for $10 yeah. a gallon for how many gallons? How many gallons your tank? 34 gallons. <laughs> there you go. That, <laughs> highway I'm getting right now, 16.7, which is bad. exceptionally good for a Raptor. Okay. But um, I saw a lot of motorcycles over there. Okay. In the Because it's summer over there, so there was like a lot of people on motorcycles and dual sports. Because I would think there'd be, be awesome. Like Europe, when I think Europe, I think scooters, like especially for the, the towns. Oh, a ton of them. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, Iceland, though. Dual sports for sure. Like I said, I, I think the more I travel around, the more like, the dual sport thing appeals to me, even more that I'm older, because it's just so maneuverable and because people are so aware of them. Yeah. Like when you're, um, one thing that will freak you out if you are traveling to France, by the way, is that everybody lane splits and there's motorcycles everywhere. And it is the understanding that motorcycles will go in front of you. So if you go to stoplight, all the motorcycles come and go to the front and go. Yeah. They're not in your way. Who cares? I'm fine with them doing it there. Yeah. yeah. And I would be fine with it here if drivers were actually paying attention. But in and, and there, they clearly are. So it's very easy to do. And that's definitely the ideal way to get around. You'll save so much time in traffic. And like I said, if you have a plate from another country, you can probably have a lot more fun. So just check that out. Huh. Okay. Cops. When you're talking dual sports, are you talking like like something like like I have? Or are you talking like like the big like adventure bikes, like the like the Africa the Africa? I would probably, yeah, I'd probably do an Africa Twin okay. or a Yamaha Tenere would probably be the smallest I'd go, the 700, um, just because you, you've got a lot of open highway, okay. so there's there's that, and I'd want something somewhat maneuverable, but an Africa Twin would probably be ideal. Nice. But okay. even in France, though, I mean, even a Superbike, there's tons of those. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for a crotch rocket in France. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think I, I, w- I would definitely find myself on a Ducati in Italy or things like that. I think that oh, would yeah. be fun. Like, I mean, it be, sounds like a, on some of the roads I'd die just, I mean, because I'm not super... Yeah. Well, you, well, it's the funny thing is, though, you don't see a lot of super bikes over there you have, because, they're one, they're insanely expensive, but I think you have to have a certain license to ride oh. above a certain CC class. I could sense. be wrong on that. I think that was what it was, though, because there's very few, like, over here, 600s, 750s, and 1000s are everywhere, even in Washington in the summer. And they and somebody in a, in a, in a bad motorcycle store will sell you one of those, even if you've never ridden a bike before. Right. But over there, like, that's insane. Yeah. You wouldn't start on something that large. You just, I don't think they'd let you. Like, I think that's, I don't that, think they'd let you. Well, the, it would also be kind of uncomfortable because a lot of it, a lot of what you're riding in is in traffic and yeah. in cities. And so it doesn't really make a lot of sense unless you have the extra income to just go play in the mountains. Well, I mean, if you've ever ridden like a super bike or anything like that, sitting in traffic on one of those, they overheat very quickly. There's a lot of heat that come off those bikes. They don't overheat. They just get really hot. Well, I'm, sure, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying you will overheat while sitting on that bike. So. I'm pretty sure my RC51 sterilized me. <laughs> that, the, the, so. <laughs> People, a lot of people don't know the old RC51. Interesting visual. The RC51 yeah. for the street had the radiator on the sides, yeah. and on the superbike, uh, they were in the front. Um, so what that happens is the the fans on that bike blow the heat out from the sides, and then it naturally radiates up into your crotch. Oh, okay. So that is in a fantastic bike at speed, even though it's a little heavy. It sounds amazing. Tons of torque. Great bike to ride. However, terrible in traffic. Nice. One of the worst bikes I've ever ridden in traffic. It made my, uh, my Ducati, my 1099... Uh, so my Street Fighter 1099 feel cool. It was that hot. 
I will say, I think I think the monkey is the only thing I ride in traffic that doesn't get hot. Oh, monkey's fantastic. Like my four, my CR four fifty gets hot. Because, yeah, I mean, just the way that that pipe's sitting. You're right there, but yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm learning so much. This oh, is like this is a great Europe trip. I would I would love to go. It was fun because it was a road trip. Yeah, and being in Paris was cool. Don't get me wrong. Paris is a little overwhelming. It's just so busy all the time. But it's beautiful. I love the architecture. It's and there's all that we can say about that. But focusing on the driving and stuff like that, uh, it was extremely rewarding. I loved the driving with the people over there. Like I said, people are efficient. They they're focused on driving there. Okay. There's it's not like here, and it, and a big part of it is is your lanes are two feet narrower. And you have traffic coming at you at speed, and you really can't not pay attention. You would hit something. Caravans? Mm, not a lot of them. Big in, big in England and Ireland and Scotland, but yeah. I didn't know if they've made their way across the, the yeah, tube so or whatever it is. There. A lot of a lot of people pulling trailers, yeah. but with cars because yeah. they're small trailers. So you don't I mean, like you don't, over here. Everybody buys, buys an F three fifty diesel to buy their you know to pull their twenty foot trailer over there, yeah. <laughs> which makes no sense because you can pull it with anything over there. They just take their cars and do it. Yeah, and so they don't take up a lot of space, and they always keep right. They're, they're over, they're out, that's it, they're done. So that was kind of nice. Um, there's another thing I want to talk about that was really cool. Uh, it wouldn't work here so much, but I can see why they did it there. Is they have direct routes. The tolls are expensive, but they don't have any exits. The only the service stations are on those routes, and you pull in and you pull out. Like yeah. you're, you're off and then on. There's no, you can't go into town from there. It's not like you just hit an overpass. Like you're on this thing for like 100 miles. How do you get off if you need to go somewhere in between there? You don't. You stop at one of these service stations where they have like 500 parking spots. Okay. And that's where you go to the bathroom. They have like three different restaurants. They have gas. But I'm saying you're on there for 100 miles. What if there's somewhere off there? You take a different route. Oh, you so, take a side road. That's, yeah. why you, that's how you end up on these side roads. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm going from, for example, um, Bordeaux to Paris, it's actually a very direct route with very few very few ways to cause problems. Oh, okay. Because everybody's going the same speed, the same distance, the same direction, and nobody's going anywhere else. Fair enough. And we're so, all heading in that direction. Got yeah, it. we're all going that way. And here's okay. and there's a nice, really easy to follow signs of here's your next service stop. Stop here. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. And like there are ways off of it to like private properties where you see a bunch of vineyards and stuff because it's on that side of France. But they're like locked gates. You can't just pull off and go in there. Like you have to have a reason to go there and you have to plan in advance so you can get in there. So it's it's really... The only way through is to go off these these so main. That's how you routes. found all these side streets and things like that. Oh uh, no, I mean not I, side streets, but side routes and the, the the back roads and the. Yeah, I did that mostly at the beginning of the trip because toward the end we just needed to get places. But yeah, so there's a giant wasp. Is that a wasp or a bee? That's not a bee. That's a wasp. Actually, that's a hornet. Oh, even better. Yeah, I hate those more. Yeah. So I'll find you. I'm gonna find your nest and destroy you. <laughs> Dan says that to everybody. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm, I am a huge not a fan of bees. Yeah, so. either. Sorry, everybody. Just trying not to get stung by the hornet. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, it's because we have the lights on over here. Anyway, okay. Oh. Go well, to France. Cool. Yeah, go I to mean, Italy. It sounds like I, I want to do a road trip. I want to take you, so you, you know, get things done right. I'm That'd very fortunate that when I travel, driving is a big part of it. Yeah. Like a lot of people just go to like France and they go to Paris. I'm very fortunate that I've been able to explore. Yeah. And the more I've explored, the more it has allowed me to kind of really indulge in the culture and not just be a tourist, which is a sure. lot more fun. And I did a lot of tourist stuff, but I also went to small towns and yeah. talked to people everywhere. And honestly, I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of people fall into the stereotypes, especially when they go to places like Italy or France, where they only go to Paris, they only go to Bordeaux and that's all they see or Nice or anything like that. And if that's all you do, you're going to be treated like a tourist because you're in a tourist spot. 
Well, and I've said that. Just find the beaten paths. Like, yeah. just find the little alleys and things like that. And if you're a car guy and you're going to Italy, you need to go other places and you know it. Yeah. Modena, <laughs> so places like that. Bo- uh, Bologna. Uh, no, what's is that Bologna? What is, uh, where's Lamborghini at? Uh, I think it's Bologna, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those are important places. But yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. But it's a, it's a ton of fun. People are great. You said all those stereotypes are kind of. They're kind of like American stereotypes. You go around the world, we're all a bunch of cowboys with a bunch of guns killing each other all the time. And even though ours are true, theirs are not. <laughs> French cowboys. That being, I mean, you know they're smoking. So. <laughs> no, it, I loved the people. The food was amazing, except the French food. All the other food I have is great. <laughs> Just because I don't like a lot of seafood that much. I think I, I was watching something once and somebody goes, oh, you went to France. What was your favorite food? And somebody goes, the Chinese food. <laughs> So I had the best best Italian food. No, I I had all sorts of different foods there. Um, but like as a as a car person, you'll always have people who love cars because like cars are a big part of culture there. Yes, and it's not the same as here because they don't have the luxury we do of the big open roads. So a lot, of, and it's a lot cheaper to own a car here, way cheaper. So it's a lot of small cars, but people think the most of it. Actually, that's one thing I want to close on before we go. We had extensive discussions about the best car for France. Okay. Like what would be the best car for France? Not just France, but most of Europe. So an overall car for everything in the city, out of the city, side roads, all that. Like if I was, if I was there and I could just have one car and I was really limited to only one, it uh, surprised me, but we all agreed golf R all the way. Interesting. That makes sense. Golf R hundred percent. Yeah. All wheel drive, yeah. Small hatchback, plenty of room, easy to park. Okay, just the right size if you have somebody that you want to take with you. Like if you need a third seat or a fourth seat, like sure. you can do it. It's not quite ideal, but it'll get the job done. You put fold the seats down, plenty of storage. Um, a little, huh. a little shorter than an RS3 Avant because that's a thing over there. And trust me, that was pretty high off the top of my list. But you really want a really compact car, something that's really agile. It doesn't take up a lot of road space. And because the speeds end up being so limited, because the roads are so tight, not because you can't open it up, there are places to do that, but they're so few and far between, you can make the most of the roads in a small, sporty car with really tight turn-in. And even though it's a little heavy now, I still think the fact that it's all-wheel drive would give you a real advantage there. Interesting. I also thought about Cayman. If you're you're not going to go with any extra room, Cayman R, um, or a a GT4, I should say, um, or a Boxster GTS, either way, that would be awesome there. But you don't just the smallest fun car with with usable power is what you want. When you were, you're talking about a wheel drive, I was like, oh Subaru, and I'm like, oh wait, Subarus are only popular where we live. Like, <laughs> nope, no. nope. Yeah, that one tried to eat you. He yeah, was just I'm, curious about I'm your ears. Not okay with it that. It flew away. Okay, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, if you could an STI would be good, but obviously a little bit bigger. I don't think they have them there, do they? Mm, I don't know. Like I mean, Subaru, I Subaru is obviously huge in Japan, but and huge in you know obviously. I didn't see a lot of Subarus West, though, but I no, mean, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're there. A lot of French cars, but the, no, a lot yeah. of French and German. Yeah, you know, so Citroen, uh, Renault. Yeah, they have. I uh, stopped by Alpine. Mm, when I was nice. there. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, one of those would be great. But yeah, if I if I was going to pick that one, new two-door, we know somebody with a two door Alpine. Yeah, yeah. I know. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would do Golf R all day. Very cool. If it comes down to it. I mean, the S3 would be good, but the hatchback would be where it's at. And if even in the mountains, like that would be the most usable, fun car for me. Okay. Excellent. Well, thanks for the recap. I mean, it was, uh, it's good to learn about these things. And I think the, our audience will definitely love that. I hope so. Yeah. I hope you guys take a trip over there. Um, Thailand is another great driving destination too. Most people don't think about it because driving in Thailand, uh, people think about Bangkok, which would be insane. I would never, those are, there's places I just don't want to drive. Yeah. Bangkok is really high on top of the list, but outside, um, especially when you go north up into Chiang Mai, 
Oh my God. Some of the best roads I've ever driven in my life. Not as well maintained. You will drive through some mud. I think I want to drive at night in Tokyo. I think that's on my the top of my list. Been there on too. On the freeways. You know, just not not speeding, but they, there's so many iconic cars that you've seen in photos and videos oh, yeah. driving on those well lit freeways, you know. But, and perfectly yeah. maintained roads. Perfectly maintained roads. Yeah, you want that's on the Yeah. A little uptight there about yes. when it comes to, to laws and speeds, just so well, you know. If you go too fast they won't come after you. Uh <laughs> Something like that. So, excellent. But they will detain you. I'm aware. <laughs> as long as they feel like it. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, excellent. Well, I mean, I think that kind of wraps up this uh, the uh, European recap. Um, so, we thank you for your your deck, Dan. And uh, it is a and, nice deck. And full your of hornets. hornets. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm cutting this short. I'm like, I don't want to get stung. So, uh, <laughs> for this episode of the Avance Podcast, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>